The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I'm your host, Darnell Autry. I'm joined, as always, with my guy, Jay Deezer. What's going on? Big doggy, not much. Happy to be back in the valley. Oh man, no kidding, no kidding. So I mean, a lot's happened. I mean, it's been two weeks since we've had the show. It seems longer than that. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. But a lot's happened. A lot's happened in two weeks. Uh, As always, Grant, appreciate your work. Whatever you know, we talked uh, last week, Grant, and uh, you're still not getting a raise, but we're talking about it. Appreciate the pre-show speech. Oh, yeah, man, how about it? Hold on. No, 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 no. You got to listen to this. Okay, I got to read it. I got to read it. It's it's, it's his classic. And when he put it on there, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I can see him. I know. This is getting hype. So he goes, um, JD Monster and and D Monster, uh, there have been a lot of uh, radio shows out there. Sure, they're entertaining. Good for political chuckle now and then. But we, not like them. But we're not like them. Other shows like want to be like us. Other shows wish they were us. We're the monsters of the radio because we kill it every time. Kill it tonight. Uh, well, go ahead, Grant. I, you know what? You use it. He was probably in some tidy whitey. Man, I listen, listen, I don't care, dog. That was, that was, I was so hyped. I was so geeked up. I was like, go ahead, Grant. Let's do this then, money. Let's do it. So, appreciate the motivation as Absolutely. always, Grant. You use the man. You're still a weird dude, but use the man. <laughs> use, That's why I said the tidy yeah, yeah, no, no. Use, use the man. Use the man. So, listen, it's been two weeks. Uh, we were in Chicago last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I mean? We didn't. We, me and JD didn't get a chance to connect, and 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 he, and he called me bad words. My fault. He called he called me nasty words for not connecting. But you excrement. know, it, yeah, excrement. That's not nice. Uh, but things got out of control early and often, as they always do when I go back to see my family and friends in Chicago. So, you know, so what was what did you do back? I mean, first of all, let's talk about the heat because. Ooh, that thing was. I was praying to come back to Arizona. It was nasty, Dude, man. I thought I was like, I, and, you know, my parents' house is on four acres. So I was like, Master, you want me to go outside <laughs> and do something? <laughs> I mean, literally, a couple of days, I just stayed in the house. Man. And they're like, you're from Arizona. You live in Arizona. I was like, come on. Man, now. that, that, that. That humidity was so oppressive. I mean, it was like 102 degrees with 98% humidity, and man, it was, the heat index made it like 115 or something crazy like that, and I'm like, wow. It was funny, because my cousin, uh, they were visiting out here 
while we're like they we kind of passed each other. In fact, when my brother was getting on an airplane after the show to go back home, right, he saw them getting off the plane he was about to board on, right. So they were out here looking because they're moving out here, and they came back like on the first of July, and they're like, oh my goodness. I was better off in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the heat was the heat was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So, so what'd you do? Did you get a chance to meet your yeah, uh, fam? You, you know, the same, the usual. When I first come in, actually, my parents were and two of my sisters were in Africa. Oh wow! So it was my brother so and myself. Tons and tons of stories to yeah. If, wait for them to come back. So my normal uh, protocol routine is to go see the nieces and nephews. So I come in, I, I buy pizzas. Yeah. And so I'm cool bribe them, bribe them off the oh, rip, bribe them off the off the rip. Dude, you can say no bad thing about me. I know it. And, and so we we kicked it in. I you know I had to go see Gigi and Papa. Right. Spend some time with them, and so we we're out there, went and got some Greek food, and Papa. Nice. Was tripping. Oh, I know you listening. I know it. I and, know it. I know how he does it. I know so, how he so, does it. So basically, you know, caught up, you know, some football stuff and um, just just getting reacclimated to the area, seeing everybody, seeing what's changed. Right. And it's not, always, it always does, man. It always does. But what about you? I, 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 man, you know, I, I went back, you know, partly business, partly for fun, you know, and I, I always get a chance to see all my people, which is which is great. You know, a lot of my guys got married, which is, you know, awesome. Uh, one of my guys is getting ready to have a baby coming up, man, and which is amazing because I could never imagine this dude as a father. But hey, it happens. I think, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be all right. You know, but it was, it was always great to see all the fam. Uh, great to, to, you know, knock around and meet new people. Uh, you know, as you know, you know, we, I, deep into this entertainment thing and still trying to work things out behind the scenes doing you know variety of different projects and stuff like that so i went back there to try to connect with those folks as well see if i couldn't get some uh some groundswell on a few things that i'm working on uh, obviously you can't talk about them now until until the groundswell is worth it you yeah, know absolutely. until it still starts bubbling over then we can start discussing what i'm got going and whatever whatever but it was it was great man i didn't i didn't do any i didn't go and look at the fireworks I didn't care. I mean, I've seen fireworks before. I, I know what they look like, so it's not. And that's how I think we get it as we get older. Like, I didn't care, but everyone that had kids cared. Oh, yeah. And, and Papa was like, oh, I'm going to buy some, and we're going to shoot. Mm. You're not running away from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. See, that's the thing. Like, even as a kid, man, I never got into that. I never got into fireworks because I would have been the kid that blew my own hand off. You know what I mean? I would have been the kid that held... The, the, you know, held it too long and it just, it blew my fingers off and now my parents are pissed at me because why you blew your I, yeah because why would I do that and I'm the kid that God protects the fools because somehow I, we were throwing them and I don't know how it went off so early but a firecracker went off on my hand no marks unscathed yeah better you than me because that would not have happened to me that fireworks would have went off in my hand I would have I would have lost an eye I would have <laughs> lost a finger I would have hit me in a nerve on the wrong side of the face and I would have been stuck like Sylvester Stallone and oh wow. and yeah I know no real talk it would have been it would have been tragic. It really would have been tragic, but that's why I never fool with fireworks. That's why I keep my distance. I'm not interested in, hey, you want to throw it now? I really don't. I'm not interested because inevitably someone will shoot it and end up in a hit me in the eye or something. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm covered in that department. I don't, I don't have that kid. I don't have that kid instinct to want to continue to fire off fireworks. Uh, speaking of fireworks, man, let's get into it. 
And you Penn, know, I, the, <laughs> look, Penn State, uh, man, uh, I, words words really do escape me when I when I think about all that has happened, the report that came out. You know, again, Joe Paterno's not here, so he can't defend himself on any of these allegations. However, there were some allegations in there that I'm glad he's not here for because there's no defense. You know, there's no, no there's there's no there's no way you can justify, um, you know, learning about the the charges in '98 and still having an office in your building till 2010, especially being the most powerful man. And that's the other the thing that that, that that it made it very clear. So so the Freed report came out. This former FBI guy did a big background. He did the investigation on this thing. And he went and did like, what, 400 interviews. He went through like 4,000 or 4 million email. I mean, he just went through the whole thing. And there were some people, I guess, according to Joe Paterno's son, that, that, that didn't get interviewed, uh, according to ESPN when he was on ESPN. Yeah. He's like, oh, guys, you know. And uh, do you think, do you really expect him to say, yeah, you know what, my dad, totally screwed up everything and bad decision and I'm a father and I would want to whoop my dad if he had did that well well I, what I thought was really interesting is is two there's a lot of things I found very interesting is that it, they solidified Joe Paterno's power in that they said and obviously there was no one outside of that going well how did Joe not know come on Joe's the most powerful person on the campus how is that not possible he's like no he is he should have known and he did know okay so that that's clear mm-hmm. um the other part was, you know, the honing in and the 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 gross negligence of the four most powerful people on that campus uh, to disregard uh, the victims, mm-hmm. you know, to, to care more about the institution and its image and the way the public views them um, is is extremely tough to swallow. And I know I'm going to skip, jump in ahead a of little course. bit. But I, I would say for that very reason, they need the death penalty. Right. And and so uh, because you've then made football the priority. Right. And, and yes, it's going to be a lot of other people suffering, but it was much more people suffering had they dealt with it the right way. Oh, nobody. And that because if you take football away, that hurts their pockets. Right. I mean, besides the civil action. But but. That that I mean to me that's like basically identifying the issue at hand. Where I mean because let's be honest, schools are businesses, even state schools. Right. So let's get you at the biggest part, your big biggest point of making money. Well, is football. Well, here's here's For a year. Yeah, right, right. Well, here's here's the issue, and I did hear a, a, a reporter come on ESPN and say, yeah, you know, I think you should, you know. Kill it for a year. If people want to transfer, they can transfer. Blah blah blah. Let it let it settle and whatever, whatever. But then I was talking to a friend of mine, and one of the one of the big issues is, is that if you kill football, you kill all the other project programs because football financially supports all those other programs. And so, as a baseball player at Penn State, or as a you know volleyball player, or as if I was a female, you know softball player. Um, I mean, there would be some moral issues that I would go through, blah, blah, blah. But the other part of it is that, you know, you, you would kill their 
their career as well because obviously the finances would be a hot mess. Now, I don't know if the school can come in and supplement them and blah, blah, blah. But again, it's the other part that I found extremely interesting is when the when the report came out, he comes out and he basically states it was very clear ESPN, like who was at fault, you know, gross negligence, blah, blah, blah. Then the Sun gets on and they interview the Sun and they were like, you know, Asking him all these different questions about, you know, what would he do if he was here and, you know, what is your thoughts on this and that and the other. And he referred to Joe Paterno as Joe. Which is common. Right. With coaches' sons. It, it is common. However, in this instance, right, if you're trying to put the human face on a man that, that is being completely tarnished. Dad. You, dad. You know, and and, that, and and for me, it made me think that there was a, there was a distancing and a separation, right? That says, hey, you know, Joe, and that is him, not us. Him, you know, made some mistakes. Uh, he was nothing but honorable, and he, you know, and he said all the right political things. But I think that, you know, you're right. It is common for you know, coach and son to be, you know. Coach or dad or or whatever the first, first name, name is, but under this circumstance, and he's no longer alive, he's not on this plan to go like, why'd you call me Joe? But he's your father, right? So I would I would I would think that given the circumstances, you would use dad to put a put a human to put a to put a human thing on a it, human to make feel, it to, a human to, angle to make him a, a a person, you know, that he's not just a thing that just. But here's the thing too, because I think about uh, when working at the Bears. You, I don't know if you remember Shimmy, uh, Shimmy Schimbeckler, Bo Schimbeckler's son. Right. He never called him dad. He always like Bo. In fact, we used to tease him, uh, DJ and all of us. Mm-hmm. He like, how's Glenn doing? Uh, Doc is Bo. Right. Right. Is either coach or Bo. That's what you call him, Doc. Right. So, so what are you saying, Glenn? And so, I mean, so seeing that dynamic, I guess that wasn't as strange, especially. For those type of figures, under under this circumstance, but again, I, and, I, and I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? But what I think he was doing is keeping the normalcy of those in the sports broadcasting and things like that. No, he probably refers to him as Joe and not Dad. Right. And so he, I guess is like calm under the storm, uh, you know, in the eye of the storm. Well, this is what he. This is what everybody knows. Joe, but then too, going on to your side of it, he could be struggling because he's a father and looking right. at right and, and going, you know, I, you know, what a mess you left us with. What a mess this is. Um, I, this is what I, you're now, I, now I have to. I have to continue to answer for you. I have to answer these questions for you. I have to be your voice, and it's it's a tough position to be in. Well, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to continue on with this conversation. We'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. And, um, you know, me and J.D. were just talking during break, and we we were continuing on this conversation about Penn State and how his son, uh, who who was a coach, who, who is a coach, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he's not he's coaching not there. Right, right now, right, right. Who was a coach and and how you know you'd be so upset on so many different fronts with him, you know, and to not be here to be able to talk to him about it and be pissed about not just as you know he is a father and how could you let this happen knowing that you're a father as well. The other front is you're my father. You're actually my dad, and you're someone I looked up to. You were my hero. Mm -hmm. And then to be the figure that he is, to be the hero not just to him and his family, but the hero to a lot of guys. And Kurt Herbstreit, I really like Kurt. I think he shoots it pretty straight, even though he's an Ohio guy, whatever. It's Big Ten. Uh, I think he shoots it pretty straight. And and Kurt Herbstreit was basically saying, you know, he has touched a lot of lives. He has made the difference in a lot of men's lives and in a lot of, you know, student athletes' lives. And, you know, he said, I know a lot of Penn State guys. They're great businessmen. They're great fathers. They're, they're good stand-up citizens, all these things, based on their experience with Joe Paterno, you know. And then he said something very interesting. He was like, well, you know, I have, yeah, I think he has four boys. And he's like, you know, if they were of age right now, I would find it very, and he used the word interesting, I would find it very interesting if this new coach, and I forget the guy's name, from uh, from, Patriots. From, from Patriots, I would find it very interesting if he was recruiting my boys to go to Penn State. It's very, it's very tough to wrap your mind around how do you recruit? You know, because there's there's going to be no sense of stability in that in that program for a long time based on the 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 allegations, the investigations, what's the penalties? I mean, I know NCA is not going to do anything because they don't have no jurisdiction. It's not their thing. 
I give it seven to ten years because here's the thing: for it to for it to settle into like a normalcy, but for it'll never be forgotten. No, it never. I mean, it, it's going to be forever tar- tarnished, and I think you know because people are dealing with the statue. I think that's a very minimum thing. Just take it on, just like Nike did. Right. A night just said, "Hey, here it is." You know, it doesn't change how I feel about Joe Paterno as a man. Right. But what it represents now. Right. I mean, I have to disassociate myself. And his son addressed that too. It's like, which I did like. He's like, it's business. He has to do that. Right. I mean, and you, know, you can't, you can't be offended by that. But I think that at this point, I think Penn State, because there's going to be a guy that still wants to play. They don't care where it is. Now, it, it, the parents, that might be another thing. But if you're going down, to Miami, right? And there's and we're gonna pay for pay let you go to school for free, and you're still gonna compete in the Big Ten, and you're gonna get a look at. That's not gonna change. It may change the fan base. Yeah, I, 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 it's gonna be very interesting. I don't think they're gonna get the death penalty. The NCAA they made a point, and I, I read this um, online, and I also saw it on the news that you know, the NCAA basically. Uh, one of the reporters said, "You know, hey, NCA really doesn't have any uh, a jurisdiction. jurisdiction on this thing. This is this is more of a a legal thing. However, they do have the code of conduct. But Joe Paterno's dead, so you can't really. But you can. It's still it's still a loophole in it. And what I would do, okay, you don't kill the program, then for the next two seasons, every game you have is away. Right. Well, that's the well, that's the thing, and." The, he, what, the, what the reporter basically said was, is there's no jurisdiction with the NCAA because there's no rule and they can't make up rules as they go along. That's just not how yeah, that works. Well, that's the presidents. same with that's the same with uh, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing against Cam Newton's father shopping him around to different schools. There's no there's nothing in the rules that say you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not actual money transpired, we, it, they cleared that. They said that didn't happen. But this is the same with this situation. Now, I I, I don't know what the rule is going to look like. That you, you coaches can't play with little boys. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the. I rules. bet you it's going to look very similar to what the NFL does. Anything that goes against the shield that's not uh, that's frowned upon. I forgot the actual arena word. like like the, uh, the, the guy garbage. from um, from Arkansas. That's yeah, why he Petrino. got canned. Patrino, he got yeah. canned right. And, and they'll have something very similar to that. Is was it uh, something unbecoming Coming behavior to, or yeah. whatever? Unbecoming behavior or whatever? Mm-hmm. Unbecoming to the organization or whatever? And, and conduct, that, conduct con- unbecoming. And that's what's going to happen, right? And, and so then that leaves it open for interpretation, just right. like the NCAA, anyway. Right, right. Well, I mean, they, they, they've got that, but I mean, I think it's very. I think that's what that's what puts that's what kind of takes the death penalty off the table. That says, well, there's nothing in the rule books that say. You know, if there's a scandal at a school, because I think SMU got the death penalty because that was in the rule books. Like, you cannot do, and it was such gross negligence and blah, 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 blah. But there hasn't been anybody that's got it since. But what they could do and what other people could do and Big Ten can do and things like that is say, hey, you know what? Our ratings may go down when we're in Penn there. So guess what? Each school that plays you on a schedule, you have to come, whether it, within a conference, every game you have is an away, away game. game. Yeah. I, because, I mean, you're in a conference to make money. They can, see now, I think they can get away with that. 
But it wouldn't be this year because everything's set right, in stone. Right, everything's set in stone. Well, I think the schedule's set for the next, what, three or four years. So, but Yeah, then, but they but, can alter that in, in, in due time. Right. I, mean, I just, I, and I don't think that the worst is, is, is been out yet. I think it's gonna get worse. Uh, I, I think that it, it more information is gonna come out that makes you even more nauseous than the information that you I'm, already have. And every time I see Sandusky's face, I'm like, you know, when they show him, even in the background, I'm like, I hate to say it, but some people, when they say they did something and they look guilty, like... You're like, aha, you, I knew it! Look at his like, face! Like, it's like, he is like he does look like a sick, demented, demented individual. And then when you see pictures with Joe Paterno with him after the fact... Right. It's like, so going back to it, yeah. His legacy is just, it's yeah, tarnished. It's, it's, I mean, it's tarnished. I, it's, it's tar- and, and someone said, like, the NCAA, even though, I mean, and they can't take away his wins, even though we know what happened. Right. But I still think, I mean, if that's what you want to do, do it. Right. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be. I, I mean, dis- disassociate yourself with it. And, and, my, and my heart goes out to all the victims, as always, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Heart goes out to the victims, first and foremost. And then it's sort of. You know, it, it ripples out to all the people that are affected negatively, you know, all the way out to the alumni. And again, I care less about the alumni and how they feel because it is what it is. You know, you wouldn't play a pro career. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the victims for sure. You know, the victims, it, it, it's, it's, it's gross. It's, uh, it's disappointing. Uh, it's, it's anger. It, it makes you angry. Um, it makes you sad. You know, and then and then to have, you know, it be put off for 13, 14, 15 years, these victims had to deal with that and go, well, you know, you well, know I, I get no justice, I get no love, I get no respect, and it's my fault that this, this I all think happened. They'll, like they're saying, they're going to do a, a group settlement and just say, here it is. And, th- and for that very reason, they may say, please, I mean, even if it was considered the death penalty, well, how else are we going to pay you? Right, 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 right. Well, you can't pay them if there's no income coming in. That's exactly. the thing. If there's no revenue, and and you know the, the university is going to have to address that as well. The university, because you got the president that's in the mix of this noise. So now the university is on the hook too. So all the university is now on notice. Like you know, and, that, and that's the other thing too is that there are people that have no interest in football that could care less about sports that love well, Penn State, and they're going to be affected negatively. Just in the, in, the, in a long roundabout ripple effect, the, the trickle down effect is just going to be. I mean, people are coming into your office. They see what you once had your Penn State banner, and they're walking by and saying something. You don't want to talk about it, so you're not as free to write that check out every time. You know, they're. I mean, that just you're not, you're not as proud. How can uh, you be uh, as proud? You so, if proud. I'm Penn State as a university, here's what I tell the victims and their families. Everyone in your family or, you know, within that, that child and his offspring, if they want tuition, is there. It's, right. It, it, you have free tuition. I think On top of all the other stuff, again, even though we know they wouldn't probably want to go there because it's memories that haunt them. But, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Right. You got they, they, they most certainly positively absolutely have to make it right and i and and i would not want to be the person in charge 
of trying to make that right. Because I'm never going to be. I mean, I, I mean, I, unless, um, uh, but if I was a spin doctor, this would be my, this would be the holy grail, right? If I was a spin doctor, if I was a publicist, this is the holy grail. My job now, if I take on the university, Penn State University, my job is to spin it, is to make it look better, is to regain face as quickly as possible and get back to being normal as possible. And I guess if I was, again, if I was a publicist, maybe this would be like, yes. We are firm. I need them. Yeah, I, I, I mean I Marty Khan. Yeah, exactly. House of Lies. I need Marty Khan right now. I need him because this is this is tragic. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I was, I think it was one of my Newsweeks or, or Bloomberg I was reading, and they had the online uh, ad for Penn State. And then what was crazy? They had the lion on there like this. Wow. And it was a softer version, and I was like, that's. Actually, even worse, considering how it was. Uh, right, right, I mean, right, right. It, it was funny because, you know, dealing with, like, socio- I mean, I'm a sociology major as well, so I'm dealing with, like, sociology of media and advertisement and things like that, and I'm saying that. And that is, like, you can't win. It's, it's, it's a real tough, it's a tough battle to win because you can't, you, I, you, you can't excuse... You can't make excuses for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't, I mean, you, if you said, okay, it was just Jerry, no one, they knew Jerry, no one else knew that he was a, he was a pedophile, no one else knew. And you just be mad at Jerry, and, and you know what, you fire Jerry, you're banned, you're blackballed, and you're going to jail, that's that, end of story, don't talk to us ever again, you're, you're excommunicated, and you could go out in the media and go, hey, listen, we nibbed it in the bud, and this is what it is, and we, we got rid of that cancer, and thank goodness we did, and, we move on. Even if it was just Joe Paterno and Jerry, you could be like, okay, Joe, listen, you we'll blew it. The person. You blew it. The upper management didn't know. So, so look, Joe Paterno, you tried to protect Jerry Sandusky, so we got to fire you. You both are gone. We figured it out. Boom. And again, even if you went to the AD, it just went to the AD and assistant AD. And you go, okay, look, guys, <laughs> look, this athletic program is in shambles. The president could go in, nip it in the bud, get rid of all four of them, and go. Hey, listen, you guys are done. I'm over it. There's, it's a stretch with two. It's an extreme stretch with three, and it's 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 mind boggling for it to get any higher than that. And, and I mean, and I can't wait for break to be honest, because I don't want to ever talk about this again. Oh my God, but, no! Yeah, but, yeah. We- but but I am going to say this. Not only their negligence. But what about the DA? What about the police? I mean, because I went back. I mean, when it first came out, I read the grand jury reports. Right. I mean, to me, there's some liability uh, on the police departments. For you know, when when you go back to yeah, the school, yeah. I mean, it's it's so many people. I'm talking about you could. I mean, district attorneys, police officers, the teachers at the school. Yeah. I mean. We are, and people are focusing because it's high profile right. there, but. There's, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch, bunch of culpability that, that, that are very I mean, culpable for all I, of this. I mean, I'd be suing the police station. Oh, the yeah. School. There, there's I mean, going to be some, there's going to be some money coming out. I mean, of the this. state of Pennsylvania is about to go broke. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I would, I would hope that it wouldn't. So we'll put this to rest. We'll take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to actually get into some other sports. 
USA basketball. Give us USA basketball. We'll get into some other stuff. Some about uh, not just USA basketball. We'll get into the NCA. I mean NBA basketball. Hit some UFC. Maybe a little football and maybe follow up with uh, a little baseball. We'll be back. Throwing a lottery. Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. Thanks, Larissa. Oh, I, I <laughs> he just put it on the spot, Larissa. Rare. Okay, all right, Larissa, it is. All right, thanks, Larissa. Larissa. Appreciate that. I don't even uh, think I know a Larissa. Yeah, it, just I, it sounded right. Sounds right. All right, let's get into basketball. USA basketball. Uh, first of all, they had their first first preseason game against Dominican or pre whatever you call it pre exhibition, uh, pre -exhibition game against Dominican Republic. Put the complete and utter smackdown. At one thirteen to fifty nine. Now, at first, it was going a little slow. I didn't, watch the, I, I, watched you, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the whole game, but Mister Kevin Durant is a beast. Oh man, he's dude, an he would like because the uh, three point line is much closer. Right. That was like layups for them long arms. That bug was like <laughs> <laughs> just put an arm over the rim and just drop the he ball like, in. He hit like five in a row. Jesus. I mean, in fact, he scored twenty in the first half. And then, like, it was, like, four more later on. Right. I mean, he was just balling. And the Kobe, and those guys were a little cold. Uh, you had um, LeBron. I mean, the, uh, the, the Andre Iguodala, he was balling. I mean, he's he's just an all-around. And, and that's the thing. In international basketball, because right. of the rules and because of the style, those guys that are like uh, Kevin Love or uh, LeBron James or Durant, who are well-rounded, will do well. Right. But before we really get into that, the thing we need to talk about is mm -hmm. your boy, Black Mamba, 
saying. And Come I, on, dude. What is wrong with him? He's Kobe. What is wrong with him? Let's not. Well, okay. First of all, go ahead. I I appreciate and I like the fact that he's a competitor because he, uh, you know, he's replayed this thing. All right, I'm gonna match up on Mike LeBron. Well, by the way, real, just to, just to clarify, Black Mamba came out, Kobe Bryant came out and said that this team right now could beat the Dream Team of '92. Yeah. So he, <laughs> but then he goes on. I mean, Kobe's had quite the week. I'm gonna tell you something else after this. Right. But so he says, well, you know, I'm gonna guard Mike. Not a chance. And then LeBron's gonna guard Magic. But you know we're gonna have some problem with they bigs, and they and they and they and they big and they forwards too. You're gonna have a yeah. problem with that well, too, right? Yeah, I was like, first of all, Charles Barkley at six five would dominate the entire front court, including Mr. Griffin who's injured. All of them at once. You're not even getting to David Robinson. No, and, and then Scotty Pippen, Olajuwon. Are you nuts? And, and then Scotty. And Mike will be fighting to who who's gonna guard Kobe uh, and Clyde and Drexler, Clyde, Clyde the Glide, and then you can't. I mean, what are you gonna do with Chris Mullen? He's a shooter. I mean, we, Larry I mean, Bird. Oh come on, man! That, Only that's person just, you gonna pick on is Christian Leitner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because I mean, Bird just gonna be sitting out there because you go all Mike getting past Kobe. Oh, so then oh, without a doubt. And the rest of them don't play defense. <laughs> Again, I, I when he heard when he said that I'm like this is just asinine. But I love that Mike and and Charles came out. They started laughing. They're like, "Dude, you're being ridiculous. Come on, let's not play this game. Even if you put it up on the system and try to match it up, I I can't th- I can't think of a way that this team. Now I love this. I love the players on this team. I think they got a lot of great athletes. Great athletes. But let's not get twisted. You got eleven Hall of Famers from the Dream Team. Eleven. And the way they made Charles Barkley and Mike talk, I thought they were going to come out of retirement just to show <laughs> what they could do right now. I mean, and, these dudes, uh, I mean, and these dudes are 50. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, Kobe. I love you. But come on, dude. Come on. I mean, but, use, use a baller. Use a baller. I'll but, give you that. But let's not get it twisted. But speaking of case swizzle, I got to talk, you know, not getting away from the game. Right. But when Kyrie Irvin challenged him, to one on one for fifty thousand. Did you see that? No, no, I didn't see it. Oh my goodness! He rooked him. Kobe treated him. They didn't play. He was like, "Can you afford fifty thousand dollars?" He was like, "Here's some of the things that Kobe said to him. Ooh. First of all, he said, if your daddy finds out that you challenged me, he's basically gonna be like, why would you do that?'" Kobe, wow. I mean, Kobe just went ham on him. He was like. You don't want to do that. And the dude kept on talking. And he was like, Kobe was like, aren't you just out of high school? Right. I don't know. And Kylie was like, I went to college. He was like, 11 games? Did you even play? You played in what, two games? Wow. I mean, the whole video. Just just, just. It was, I was like. You know, because you don't see that side. You know, Kobe talks stuff, but oh, you don't, you you don't, don't see him actually put, like, put it out hood there. Like talk, right? Like Mike would talk. Yeah, he, Mike. He he came he came at him like he was Mike. He was right. like he was like son. He was like what? But I think the difference is like Mike. Like listen, you throwing stones at the throne. I mean, Kobe's got five. You you got you just got out. You got <laughs> you just got you would you would still be in college. I and, mean, like let's not get. And then Kyrie get, was like, no, you were you came straight out of high school. I went to college. He was like. 
played two games. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's not get carried away. But the one thing I do, speaking of high school, though, did you see that the kid from oh, Dominican Republic, the 16-year-old? 16 16-year-old, 16 was playing on the court. I mean, you can imagine, like, his mind was just blown. I mean, you freshman in high school, 6'11", playing basketball with Kobe against, Bryant, uh, LeBron James, I mean, all the stars, the who's who. People who will what. be fit on the top, top team. Yeah, the best of the best. You play on all on one court. Do you know what type of contracts he's about to get? No, real talk. He needs to wake. He needs. To, he needs to cut that that little mustache off because it doesn't. It's not yeah, working he, for him. He look about nineteen with that mustache, <laughs> and he looks and he looks a bit special. I don't know why he's standing there <laughs> yeah. like with his face. Like, I mean, uh, he's in uh, awe. I mean, was, I mean, he was standing like. Uh, uh, I mean, like I, I get it. I mean, I would be in awe too. But man. I mean, dude, think about this. When you're in high school, you're, you're, you're 16, and then they say, hey, Darnell, you're going to be able to line up and play against Mike Singletary, uh, yeah, Ray yeah, Lewis. I yeah, mean. Yeah, no, that that's just, that's just mind-blowing. And, and, and then you're like, okay, or you're going to go line up, and Barry Sanders is on the other line. I'd be looking real, real special out there, drooling all on myself. I'd be like, oh, and man. And Joe Montana is, is going to hand you off the ball. Yeah, this is going to be, yeah, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got nothing. I, I yeah, mean, you're going to be looking like. Yeah, look like him. Looking like you about 25 <laughs> with that mustache, <laughs> but your body well, is showing. Like, you can see, and the kid, it seems like he's still, he, like you said, he was like a stick in mud. Yeah, he's still trying like, to operate how to work body. that body. Yeah, how do I work this 6'11 or 6'10 body? I mean, you know, it's a fr- he's going to be a baller. He's uh, gonna hey, be all you right. know you're going to Kentucky already. Right, of course. Unless, I, unless Coach K can out, I'll, outdo him, yeah. which might happen. Which has happened. Although I did think it was cool that... Uh, uh, Anthony Davis hit that hit that three pointer and got fouled and, and then pointed, pointed at the coach. Yeah, I was like, oh okay, you uh, didn't do this real disrespectful now. Okay. He, was like, he was like, oh, I could have did this before. Right, exactly. But another thing, thinking about the dynamics on the uh, the Olympic team, you have um, your boys from New York. You have both um, Carmelo mm-hmm. and uh, Chandler, right, with their former coach. As assistant on the Olympic team, that they got fired, right? So yeah, I, I mean, he, I, I mean that it has think, to be some humble pie. Yeah, I think it is, but I think at the same time, ultimately, I mean, Dan Tony is not, you know, he's not stupid, and 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 it's a business, you know what I mean? So you think that you would be, that he would he would well one, he's expendable. They are not. You know exactly. what I mean, and that's that's always the but case. But it, it's still, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a strange it, it, dynamic. It's fresh. No, it is. It it's is. not like three years. <laughs> right. It's six months. No, right. not even six months. Absolutely. Before you had to see these dudes again, especially Carmelo, knowing that he was one of the voices. That was like, get him out of here. I, I want him off out of my face. And how do you help coach coach someone? Uh, like, do you see him? And what do you say? Right. I mean, it's a that's an awkward situation. But I bet you don't. I bet you don't say anything. I bet you. I bet it's you, different when a coach cuts a guy, and then you say, you know, hey, yeah, you know, you we're know, going in different directions. The way it is, whatever. But, but when, when, a coach, you, when a player gets a coach fired off with his head, I mean. But I guess again, it's not uncommon. That's happened. That's been happening. I mean, that's you know, it feels like that's the NBA. You know, coaches are expendable if you're unless you're a legend. But you don't have to work with them within three or four months. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 tough. And speaking of that, your boy Dwight Howard. You know, right. first of all, everybody gone. Thank you, Dwight. Even though he claimed he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he cleared them all out, 
And then he's like, now I'm out. I'm going to be very real with you right now. And what I'm going to say, this is the true coach in me, mm-hmm. and this is who I am. Anyone that is unstable and just swaying all the time, I don't care how talented they are. I don't want him on my team. He will tear up your organization. Look what he's done. He's that whole place is imploded. Right. No. It, absolutely. It, well, it, it, it's but it's their fault because they let him. But, but they my let thing him is, do that. But they if, let if, him if, do I, that. if I'm a team right now, like the other teams that kind of wanted him and the other ones don't, I don't want to touch him with a ten foot pole. I don't care how the talent because it's like he he could just not show up. But here's the thing, though. He's going to go to a team where he's not at. He's, he's going to go to a team where he's not the only thing, and that's the problem. And that was the problem in Orlando is that he was the only thing. Well, he's trying to be the man. That's why he didn't want to go to Chicago. Right. That's why he doesn't want to go to L.A. He wants to go to Brooklyn because he's supposed to be the franchise. But they're not going to do that. And he can't. And, if you can't handle Orlando, right? That New York media, yeah. Are you real? I mean, Jay Z be get ugly. Jay Z be spitting lines on you in this next album, yeah. The Blueprint Thirteen, yeah. You know, crushing you, <laughs> crushing you. Uh, speaking of New York, though, uh, Jason Kidd goes to New York. Marcus Camby's in New York. You like that? Uh, it's all right. Uh, it blew my mind, though. I got to tell you, it blew my mind. Steve Nash and the Lakers. I did not see that coming. I saw. I thought that. Or I thought Chicago or Miami. I did not see Steve Nash going to the Lakers. I saw Steve Nash going back to Dallas. See, I didn't see that. I saw Miami, Chicago, but then, and I, it was funny because I bumped into him about two weeks ago. Right. And I'm like, I want to say, I know you're going to Chicago because if you're not going to play with the Suns, the, you the play Bulls are my, fa- right. my favorite team. And with D Rose not knowing when he's going to come back. Chicago made sense, especially for an older guard right. or run Oklahoma. Offense. Yeah, yeah, that would have been because I think Harden wants his money. Oh, he's going. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his money. But I, I was blown away. That I did not see that coming. Uh, Timberwolves get Brandon Roy. I, I was glad realize. the Bulls got Heinrich again because I think he would have been a good part of the team last year before he was before Rose got hurt. I felt like he was a uh, he would he shouldn't have never left. I love. I got to tell you, I love Dar- uh, Darren Williams and Joe Johnson at Brooklyn Nets. I like that. I've always loved the Joe. way Joe Johnson plays. Oh, yeah. He's a baller. He's 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 quiet assassin. He's quietly in Atlanta just been scoring 30, 40, 50 points a game. Just been like, hey, I don't, you know, he don't talk. He don't go crazy. But when he, when he realized that Atlanta ain't doing a thing. I gotta go. And, and see, I think Brook Lopez will improve. Oh yeah, I like him. I, I mean, to me, I mean Dwight Howard definitely a more dominant player. But to me, I'm not going to give that much up for him. Right. Just like with Bynum, they're too unstable. Right. Exactly. It, it is, it, especially for a key, your point guard and your center, to me have to be stable. Right. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna get back to. Uh, a little more basketball. Well, actually, we might get the little UFC and figure out what's going on in the football world. Maybe touch on baseball if we got a chance. We'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Rose America. OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. We're going to jump a little bit into football. Uh, I'm going to skip over Anderson Silva beat up uh, the dude. But real fast, dude was talking mad stuff. But Anderson beat him up, and that's that. No, yeah. Anderson Silva is, is, is an animal. He's beat him pretty good. Uh, my boy AP got arrested in Texas. Yeah, that's... Uh, misdemeanor charge. Uh, of course, he hired the same dude that uh, that represented Roger Clemens, which doesn't surprise me at all. I don't even know what he did. What did he do? Basically, Adrian didn't really do anything. I saw they had some of the video. Basically, an uh, undercover cop, you know, was telling people to go. Adrian went to go get some water. And those, you know, I met a- AP a few times. He's a real cool disposition right. guy. So, basically, they started getting... B- Big with him. Up, yeah, up on him you know, and he didn't you realize he was a cop. And uh, well, not necessarily. They got smarter. And he was like, well, you know, I mean, he didn't get off. He didn't because wasn't belligerent. And then they saw him. And naturally, you see six foot one, six foot two stat that had ran over grown men. Right. You, he definitely he definitely is involved. Right. You start to get a little intimidated, but trying to show your stuff and show off and. It turns out you was wrong. Because <laughs> they show him, and they're trying to restrain him. Right. And he's like, you ask him, but I right. mean, he just has supernatural strength, too. But <laughs> strength. I'm like, if he would have went off, you, you would have had to tase known. him. You would have him. Yeah, you would have tase him about so eight times. I think uh, AP going to get some extra money. It wouldn't, yeah, well, it wouldn't, and, and going into other other jail, uh, it looks like uh, T.O. could be facing child uh Jail time for back child support. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. So what? Good work, OT. I mean, T.O. You know I mean, begging for, I mean, yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. I mean, you're going to make them babies and you're going to set yourself up. Then, Drew Breezy hey. with Drew the contract. Breezy. Drew Breezy finally got his contract. $100 million contract to stay with the Saints. 
uh, again, what was the holdup? And that's why I say I always try not to comment on things I don't know that much about. But I'll tell you this. There was clearly some behind-the-scenes things that were not working out for both of their parties that wasn't in the media because now all of a sudden he's the highest-paid player in the NFL. So let's not get it twisted. There was some 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 dragons, some 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 chaos going on behind the scenes. They worked it out. Thank goodness for New Orleans because they need him more than they need anybody else. At any other time. At any other time in their history, they needed him badly. So the highest paid player in the NFL for now. Right. Forever. Or right, for, yeah. Well, right, ever. Yeah, forever. Yeah, it would, that's the highest paid contract. Though, wasn't yeah, it? The ever. highest contract yeah, ever he's, in the NFL. He's getting, so. he's, he's getting paid more than... Uh, your boy Peyton, yep. but then Rodgers is up after next year. Oh wow! So he just set the he just set the bar so high. I know Green Bay sick to their stomach. Like, oh, oh man, we got to get we got to get the shareholders together. <laughs> we we got to get the shareholders together because this looks it's like, like it's gonna be about a hundred hundred ten like, million dollars. How about this? We gonna replace the governor. <laughs> what if we What if we gave him part ownership in the team? Would you think that he'd take that? I mean, real talk. I mean, they're going to have to get their shareholders together about this because $100 million is a big, big number. Um, Junior Seau's family decides to uh, let part of his brain, donate part of his brain for research, which is good. That needs to happen. I mean, I think they're going to find some significant, serious issues going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball. Uh, I didn't even watch, man. I, I, I had to be honest. Got to come clean with it. I did not watch the All Star game. It's hard to watch a game unless you're for me, right. unless I'm there in person. And I really don't watch the game. I watch all the people in the crowd. Yeah, I like eating the hot dogs, dogs drinking the beer. I know you drink the ice cold water, but I like to drink the beer. Then we have you know it. eat some nachos. You know what I'm saying? I like to, I like to. You're right. I like to take it in. You know, I like to just embrace it. You know, seventh inning stretch, maybe sing the song, you know. And after that, everything else is irrelevant. Then after that, it's like, ah, you know, maybe I may may keep track of one or two guys on the team that I like that I think that's going to be awesome. This is going to be a home run. I like to try to guess that. Be a, And when they do, I look like a genius. But, a 50, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think you like being there, uh, experiencing the event, that kind of thing. Uh, but. Long story shorted, uh, National League wins the All-Star game, which means they host the World Series, uh, which is, which I think is cool that they now made a, made a yeah, purpose it, of the All-Star game. It, right. So it, people it, will play hard. It's some incentives, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, Prince Fielder hits home, wins the home run derby contest. I like him. Do you like him? Big Prince is a beast. Yeah, he's an animal, man. And I, I gotta be real. <clears throat> Excuse me. He does not look like he's in that great of shape. I'm going to be real with it. He looks like he is so far out of shape, it's embarrassing. He plays baseball. But but still, Josh Hamilton, I mean, he's 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 solid. Babe Ruth? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could go all along the line. I mean, there's a lot of baseball players that was a bit frumpy. <laughs> a bit frumpy. But, I mean... Clearly, he's in great shape because, I mean, it is tough to hit home runs and it is tough to... Do you have to be in shape to hit home runs or do you have to be skilled? I think it's a combination. I think to hit that many and hit them simultaneously, it's one thing if I need to go up and just hit one and then go sit down. That probably takes more skill. But if I had to stand up there and continue to, to take wax at it, that's, I think that takes it's a little bit like of It's not like he's taking like 20 wax at a time. 
he has it, then another half hour, sometimes maybe an hour. Well, I mean, you're talking about the actual baseball game, but I'm saying when during the during the derby, though. I'm saying during the, the derby, derby, you got to be in decent shape because I mean, you can see the guys they do peter out because you start swinging for the fences yeah. over the top. But I'm saying for the derby, you got to be in decent shape to where you, you know, after four pitches in a row, you don't be like, all right, hold on, let me take a break, and then you stop, step out of the box, you know, stretch out, maybe get some water, get a towel, and then come back in. I mean, that's embarrassing. But I think you're right. I think baseball, I think there's some that take it very seriously, and they they really work in their craft in terms of conditioning and all that strength and all that stuff. Some some cheat, but we know that. I don't think he's that good of shape. It, you know, it doesn't look like it, but no, man, no. I mean, he gets he's around. Gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah. He's gotten bigger. That's what I'm saying. Don't I don't, I, D, don't lie to you. I would love to I'm think that he's a. I know he's a professional athlete. I'd like to think that you know he cares about his conditioning and his physique and all that stuff. But it, maybe not. Maybe he's already got what he needed, and that's that's all there is to it. Um, second half of baseball season starts. Yahoo, I think now it really starts mattering. I think now people start taking notice and you start figuring out how many games back everybody's are and, you know, everybody is and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Uh, entertainment wrapping this thing up. Uh, Katie Holmes leaves, Tom. It's not a surprise. I was like, did you not see that coming? <laughs> I know, right? That's not weird at all. That's not weird at all. Uh, and I think I might have mentioned that a while back. I, I, when he jumped on the couch at the beginning. It was no, desperate. No. I'm, just, I'm just saying, in my, from my perspective. No, real talk, real talk. Uh, number top three in the box office. Wait, uh, real fast. Have go. you seen a movie lately? Mm. Okay, I figured that. So that's why I took upon myself to actually go to the movie. Attaboy. And where did you go? What did you see? I, I, believe it or not, I was on a date. Someone took me to see Ted because I didn't know I hadn't seen the previews of any movie. Right. And there, she was like, you want to go see Magic Mike? I was like, what's that? Sure, it sounds fun. No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you almost got arm swaggled into watching Magic Mike. That would be so yeah, hard. I so I, I saw Ted and it was definitely a uh, acquired taste movie. It was it was funny. It was, it was like, Mark Wahlberg, you went in a total different wow. direction, though. Wow, uh, brave! I am pretty pumped up. I gotta be, but I gotta be honest. I want, I do want to see Ice Age. I love that series. I really do. I think it's a great series. I think it's really entertaining. I think it's smart. I think it's funny. So I, I'm pretty pumped up about that. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. I'll see that, and I can tell Grant really wants to see that. Yep, yeah, release one week. From t- yeah, really, Grant. Geez, give the the one week countdown from today. Okay, so I guess Grant, you'll be there. Hopefully, you're not wearing no Super outfit. Don't be wearing no Grant, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't dress up like Batman in your in your Fruit of the Looms and, and show up at the movies with a cape on, talking about you you Batman because that they know that you ain't it. So let's don't do it, Grant. Don't do it. We love you. Don't do it. Okay, man. Please. Please don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, well, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us again for another episode. Uh, we'll be back next week, um, hopefully with a bigger and better show than we had this week. Get better and better. Climb and up the mountain. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay Deezer, as always. Thank you, the man. And uh, we'll be out. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Darno Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America OTS. We're out. Peace. 
Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.